Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. With part two. Part two. Sibling rivalry. Reverie. You bet your booties we practiced saying reverie the past few days. Every time I saw Sarah, I was just like, reverie. It's a hard word to say, like rural. 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 I can't say rural. It's really hard. If you listen to podcasts, they're always like y'all do. If it's like a True crime podcast, like the only thing I listen to. Mm-hmm. Every time they're like, in a rural neighborhood, <laughs> in a neighborhood that wasn't near anything. That's what I would do in papers. I would like, if I had trouble writing something or like didn't know how to spell it, like if you did an actual exam uh, paper, like in class, I would be like, all right, what's a different way I could say this so I don't have to use that word. Whenever you take language classes, that's basically what they would tell you to do is like, if you don't know a word, just like use the other words you already know to describe it. It's like taking a different route. You're one step ahead. Well, it's like I I could never like like delineate. No. Yeah. Is that the word I want? Yeah. It's a great word. (laughs) Word of the day. Is it effect or effect? Is it an A or an E? So I would always be like, the impact of this. (laughs) You know what? You get a lot of points for that. I did get a lot of points. I was a great student. You were a great student. How do you know? You're not my teacher. I could. (laughs) You actually could. (laughs) Not really. No credentials. You teach me about life. Thanks. About the youth. You keep me young, girl. You keep me old. You keep me old. I'm kidding. That's hilarious. You keep me grounded. Okay, because I ground you because you're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, you keep me fun. Good. So, should we just get right into it, or is there any chit-chat? Do we have any rights to wrong? Oh, I mean, we did get feedback. I keep saying rights to wrong. (laughs) Do we need anything to be wrong? Let's pull up our list of things that we're right about that, that we should just... Could be wrong. Screw up. Yeah. Well, we did get feedback that we were really sassy in last week's episode, which I just want to say, like, we're just bringing that sibling rivalry, reverie, reverie. energy into this, you know? You're, you know, as this podcast continues forward, Sarah and I are going to get more and more comfy with it. <laughs> We've really been adjusting quite well to the podcast environment if you like i like <laughs> you like it yeah. you like it i like i like <laughs> we love uh hearing our voices amplified into headphones <laughs> we've discovered yeah we like normally spend a good like the beginning of us recording is at least like 10 minutes of just talking about any like random things before we're up. like all right let's like get into it let's start this podcast today was exceptionally long so it turns out we're very comfortable we're like gosh i would talk so much more with people if i could have it amplified in this sound system yeah like if you could go to the grocery store with a headset and a microphone and just be like 
Hey. hey, I'm five foot one. Can you reach those Cheerios on the top shelf? Hey, do you have any more tennis balls? That's definitely what you go to the grocery store for. I once did, thinking that they might have them. Tennis balls. Yeah, because my back hurt. <laughs> okay. First off, <laughs> I was going desperate. to the grocery store for something that they shouldn't have, using a <laughs> tennis ball for something that you shouldn't. Like, you shouldn't use it for your back? Never know. Like, keep them guessing is what you just did to me. <laughs> yeah. That's my <laughs> essence. My essence. Keep, keep them guessing. You put the S in essence. Put the guess in guessins. <laughs> guess. Keep them guessins. Keep them guessing. My, it's just my keeping guessing. <laughs> what? It's just my guessings. <laughs> so let's just get into it. I don't really have a good segue from that topic. I'm disappointed because you're actually the queen of segues. I mean, you should see her on one of those things, guys. She just zips around. <laughs> Remember, you, I have written a segue. I've never been on one because I wasn't allowed to because she's doing it for research. <laughs> I rode a Segway once. You did. I did. I went on like a trip to Washington, D.C., I want to say. You rode a Segway in a Washington, D.C. That's like the most American thing you've ever described. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm like patriotic. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what do you vote and stuff? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I do my civic duty. Wow. Look at this girl. She's just showing off now. Segways and voting. <laughs> Just How was up. it? Um, it was cool. It was so long ago. It was just weird. It was like a Segway tour. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. this is the kind of shit I did at like 17. That is the lame. Whenever I see this, it's <laughs> just like, who signs up for that? You. It you was my son. church youth group. They oh, wow. We did like a mission We're getting trip. real American. <laughs> <laughs> this was my former life. <laughs> Um, yeah, we like, they booked a Segway tour. It was very weird, but also I feel like we got all got into it. Like, it was kind of fun to ride a Segway. Yeah, I've heard they're fun. Yeah. I'm like, it looks dorky as hell, but it's... But it's fun. It also seems really fun. Yeah, well, like, all you don't see how dorky you are. Also, you it was are just hard to, like... the high of, of like, wind by your hair. Zooming by all these... Peasants walking, whatever Niall says yeah. when he's on the set. <laughs> yes. Honestly, he, he describes the feeling exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Learn something new about you. Yeah, that I've written a segue. Put, put that on your resume. Yeah, Resume-o. so I have segue experience. <laughs> segue experience. You know what? That's a great segue. Oh my God, it's a perfect segue. Okay. Well, what are you doing? Guess what? I don't have to do anything. I just get to listen because this sorry. is part two. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like this is part two. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just get to listen to Sarah tell me her episode of Sibling Rivalry Reverie. So let's get into that. Like you said. No, I guess I'm, I've just been nervous because you did such a great job last week. Oh, stop. It was fine. But you know what it's time for? Because I realize, we realized that I didn't reveal what my episode yeah. was. Someone so. was like, what episode is she going to do? <laughs> now that we've regaled our tales and you have <laughs> waited this long. Regaled our tales? <laughs> yeah. I love it. You can regale a tale or two. Just two. Anything the- after that. Up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
So my episode to finally reveal it is season three, episode two, Shrink Wrap, which aired September 26th, 1995. Ooh, I just watched that. Oh, that's good. So yeah. You're prepared too. Look I'm all you. freshened up. <laughs> oh, please be fresh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the gist of this episode is that Frazier and Niles go to see a couples therapist after they fail to run a psychiatry practice together. I like how it starts out where it's just showing the therapist. And then it zooms out and it's them. Yeah, so I was going to touch on that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This is your episode. So remember when I was like, I get to chill out and do nothing? I'm going to chill out and do nothing. Sorry. I was going to touch on that. (laughs) Please, You know what? Feel free. I'll jump in when I feel it's right. (laughs) So the episode does open on Niles discussing how no matter how hard you try, you eventually have to admit your relationship just isn't working. Obviously, by this point in the series, we've like become familiar with him and Maris, right? Like we're thinking. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh my God, finally. Trick of the brain. He's saying like his relationship with Maris isn't working. Pants to a therapist, and then it pans to Frazier. Um, Which they, is hilarious after we just did the episode where they're like way too involved with each other. It's like, yes. we're doing group therapy, guys. Yes. This is a shock to you. You guys went to group therapy. Yeah. Um, I I love it. I It isn't the next episode of Couples Therapy. Sibling. Sorry, my bad. I'm going to write my wrong right away within the episode. Couples Therapy. Couples Therapy. <laughs> couples Therapy. Um, it's not the next episode of Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. See, it's hard to say, guys. (laughs) Um, I did originally see this, and that's what made me... We had originally talked about the sibling rivalry theme, and then I saw this episode and was like, I want to do this next. So we picked our other episode, and I just realized there is... I believe the Innkeepers is the only one between it. Mm. Maybe I'll write that wrong, but we'll obviously cover the rest later. She knows her shit, though, guys. (laughs) But definitely, we had your episode. Maybe there was... There was definitely one, maybe a couple more of their rivalry, but this is like not long after it. So they've had a failed book experience already. And here they are in therapy already. Just (laughs) bouncing to therapy. And to be fair, you'd almost expect like they're psychiatrists. They would maybe try to work this out in the profession. Because they have the tools in their tool belt. They do. And they're like, you know what? Let's pay somebody. (laughs) Um, so after it pans over to Frazier, they start bickering as siblings do. Mm-hmm. Um, the therapist is like, okay, okay. Can one of you just explain like how this started? So again, as the audience, we have no idea what has happened up to this point. I feel a flashback episode coming on. Perhaps. Ooh. So flashback to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to Frazier. Um, he's on the air with a caller who's had like a recurring dream since childhood. He's really invested in this dream. And eventually Rod says, like, hey, we're out of time for this episode. Like, that's that's it for this. Um, he tells the caller to stay on the line because he really wants to, like, continue helping them. And I just think this is all um, really emphasized when, like, Bulldog comes in. And he literally gets on the mic and is like, blah, 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 Fraser Crane, show happy health goodbye. And just <laughs> ends it. And then I think the, the caller's even on it. And he hangs up on the caller. So... It just, like, totally shuts Fraser so, down. Yeah, so Fraser's like, really invested in this, and it, everything is like, no, you're out of time, and also yeah, no one wasn't cares. Yeah, wasn't it a call where he was, like, actually fascinated by yes. it, and he wanted to, like, do more work on it, and he was, like, like really wanted to get into it? 
Yes, and exactly. he was just basically rug pulled up from under him. Yeah, so it's not even the like bulldog a normal rug. Yeah, you have Roz just saying it's you're out of time, and Bulldog also being like, "No one cares. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye." Um, cut to like Fraser talking to Roz, and he's like, "You know, I have to put up with Bulldog at this job, and I just really want to go to back back to private practice." Um, Roz says something like, "That must be really constraining for a man of your staggering intellect." We hear Niles cut in. So this is the whole point, like the whole way this episode goes, where you hear them cut in and it cuts back to them in the office being like, that's not how it went. Roz didn't say that. (laughs) Yes. So he's like, no, Roz did not say that. Uh, He's like, so she may have said your boundless brilliance. Um, and he just makes fun of Fraser until it devolves into them yelling at each other and being like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's like, Children. Yeah, as if they're not like 30s, 40s. Like, Gosh, just like what you're talking about is how like you just fall back into those. Yes. Those roles and you're just like, shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. And I never really thought, realized that with Fraser and Niles until we were like analyzing this, that they really do. Like they, they go f- back to like children them and there's there's obviously even episodes where it shows that yes so many like examples this is gonna be an ongoing series like we said last week Mm -hmm. we're gonna be sprinkling in these sibling rivalry reverie episodes throughout our time doing this because there's so excited too many examples (laughs) it's an ongoing theme in the show Um, so Niles is like, okay, it actually started days before. So once again, Frazier thinks it's all about him. It started before with me. <laughs> um, we see Niles with a patient who had survived a plane crash. And meanwhile, the tenant next door does scream therapy with his patients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this woman's like shaken up and he's saying like, I'll help you. So the memories no longer haunt you. And then there's just like a collective scream, which is like <laughs> reminiscent of a plane crash. And this poor old woman is just like shaking basically traumatic you're adding trauma to the trauma yeah like you're saying it's a safe space because especially when you're going to therapy for this fear you're opening up a nerve yeah and then to have just collective screaming happening immediately triggered (laughs) um so obviously this situation isn't working out with niles this whole scream therapy thing is ruining his practice um, we see him at the apartment later telling Daphne and Martin about this problem. Daphne shares her example of noisy neighbors, which is her saying that she once lived next to someone who had sex really loud. Oh, and she I starts this part. acting out. She basically says, What I did one night is pretend I was having sex. So I like started moaning and like banging the bed against the wall. And she does it. Sarah, do it. Do it for all our listeners. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Do it for mom. <laughs> no. Um, but in the scene, like Daphne's like moaning and it's just really like very sexual. And how um, would you know? You shouldn't know what that is. My little baby sister. <laughs> 23. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so it's like Harry met Sally with the scene where she fakes the orgasm in the restaurant. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds right. I haven't seen that. All right, we're going to have to get Sarah to watch Harry Met Sally. I'm waiting. When Harry Met Sally. When Sarah saw when Harry Met Sally. <laughs> I'll write that wrong soon. Good. Um, so Fraser's like, cuts in. He's like, she did not act it out. Like, she did not do Yeah, she all just told us. <laughs> you just have this fantasy. And Niles actually is like, she didn't. Like, he, <laughs> uh, he You know what? Her. That's actually hilarious because so many times in other episodes, you see Niles' mind go somewhere yeah. when she does certain things. And so it's like, oh, I mean, we're not surprised where it goes, mm-hmm. but it's just funny. Like, 
it's I showing think, you like you just thought that and he's like oh she didn't do that it's like yeah. that's where his mind goes when these things happen yeah there's only a few episodes I think where they actually show us like what he thinks is happening and then it's like no that's not what happened <laughs> um, and even like obviously later when he ends up with Daphne and they revisit all his memories Fraser's like this isn't what actually happened like this is your romanticized version which mm-hmm. honestly we would wonder which scenes are real and which are oh man it's a conspiracy <laughs> had to bring it in there wow that's a whole deep cut <laughs> we'll have some special dark episodes yeah conspiracies Fraser black market <laughs> Fraser dark web <laughs> Fraser alternate right. universe sure. I don't know I'm just throwing I'm things down. at the wall throw see them if they stick <laughs> throwing some some spaghetti at the wall <laughs> Um, so one of the quotes I really like is obviously Niles is recounting how they were at the apartment. <laughs> he says, later we were having espresso, perhaps to counter the stimulating effect Fraser was telling us about his day. <laughs> and this is a quote that like the audience doesn't laugh at. Like I think it flew under the radar. I thought that was, I mean, that's so crazy because literally when I watched it the other night. Yeah. I thought that. Yeah. Like I was like, that was funny. Like, where's the laugh? And yeah. as Someone who's experienced in being in the audience Mm -hmm. for a live taping of Frasier. (laughs) The reboot. The reboot. Like, I feel like I would have laughed at that. But so much, there were lots of things that we couldn't hear, you know? Because, like, it came through, like, the small sound on the TV speakers. Because, obviously, they can't have, like, the sound interfering with them. The actual recording. recording. But I remember... Everything was so loud, and then when they actually started recording, I was, like, leaning in, trying to, like, listen to the jokes. <laughs> you're like, you just start laughing when everyone else starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, sounds, right? Like, you, you're really trying to get it, and I know there were points where things just moved pretty fast, where you just stopped laughing at one thing, and then, like, you're on to the next. So yeah. It could have been one of those moments, or maybe, like, that was the third time they filmed that scene and like it was the best cut for the actors and it just happened to not have the audio but it's just a great line like pointing out that coffee's a stimulant and Fraser talking about his day is the opposite (laughs) that's great very Niles um so Fraser shares that he wants to go back to private practice like he had this whole experience with a caller earlier it's really hard getting to know these people for like a couple minutes and solve their problems but you're not like ever following up with anyone you're not long-term working with them on issues and seeing like how it goes you're just giving them advice and then that's it like you don't really get the reward or the success of like yeah it's like oh this person came to me and look how much they've flourished since then yeah they and like actual therapists and psychiatrists like really take like honor in that and like seeing the growth and the progress and like it's like a case studies i mean you got to see how they do yeah and so to be absent of that as like an actual psychiatrist is probably really hard and like i was just thinking of all the jokes they would make or niles would make about like what does he say like mick therapy or mick oh mick something what is the joke sessions mick sessions yes like his drive-through fast yeah, like that. It does come into play in this episode. Does he say mixed sessions in this episode? I'll get there. I can't remember. Okay, I just I've always loved that line. I'm sorry if I I'll spoiled anything. No, you're if good. It was I, I couldn't remember like, the episode that he said. There's that. definitely like references to things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Niles cannot miss a chance to just make Fraser feel awful about his career choice. <laughs> so. Well, his bank account says otherwise. Fraser's doing fine. Yeah, it's really, you know. And that's what this whole episode explores. Sibling rivalry. 
Um, so after Fraser shares that he really he's thought about going back to private practice, um, Niles is like, "Well, my tenant's lease is up, and I'm the landlord, so I can just tell the guy and his screaming memes to hit the road." Screaming memes. <laughs> yes. That's a good band name. Screaming the screaming memes. Someone do it. <gasps> the screaming memes. The screaming memes. I would totally go see the screaming memes. <laughs> I would start each live show like that. Me, 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 me. And then you'd start screaming it. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's the whole show. The that's screaming it. memes. Close the curtain. That was Bye. it. Uh, so Niall suggests that they go into practice together. And Frazier has this moment where you think, obviously they've had a couple failed attempts at doing things together, right? What? Shocking. So he says, like, you and I working side by side. I don't mind telling you this prospect sounds quite exciting. <laughs> no, it's like you're as the audience who knows everything, you're just like, good. Frazier's like smart. He's, yeah, not he's like hesitant do it. about it. And it's like, nope. <laughs> Throws all caution to the wind. Um, they start being like, we can consult patients together, we can give seminars. They already start thinking about like this crane that they want on the building, like I think with a brain, like, they're just... The crane brains. Hey, yeah. crane heads. Let's check in with the crane head. Just joking. <laughs> it's the crane heads. Um, and then, obviously, Martin starts laughing. Um, and he's like, you guys never learn. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a great idea. He's like, the res- restaurant you bought together, that was a bad idea. The book you tried to write together, that was a bad idea. This? No, that restaurant was still the stupidest. <laughs> And obviously, like, I I love that he literally references your episode, Author, Author, um, and The Innkeepers, which we'll author, get to. Author, Author, Author. <laughs> um, so I really love that callback of, like, remember when this happened? Like, usually when they recall things, I feel like they didn't happen in the series. Like, it'll be yeah, childhood it's like things. fake, like, yeah, like part yeah. of the lore or whatever. So I love that it was like, no, every, the audience has also seen firsthand that this is trash. Like, you should not be doing this. <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> and <laughs> I also love... Niles is like, maybe dad's right. And then we see Frazier in the therapist's office and he's like, hold it. Say what really happened. And we see Niles go, stop raining on our parade, dad. <laughs> I could just see Niles. I mean, obviously I just saw like, the gusto, the way you said it. I just totally pictured like the gusto yeah. and like the energy of that statement is so funny to me. I know. I like, I just love like, all of this is like, oh, maybe, like, maybe they're right. And I love, I just love throughout the episode that they're pointing out, they're calling each other on their shit. Like, no, he fucking didn't say that. No, you didn't say that. Don't co- try to make yourself seem like you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You were all in on this. Like, we both thought it was going to be great. So here you are trying to save face. Yeah. Stop yeah, yeah. it. Don't rain. <laughs> Which is funny because I can't in other so theatrical. Niall doesn't always say stuff like that. So, it just seemed very like childish. Childish. Thank you. Yes. I was like, it just seems like a little kid talking to his dad. Like, I will go outside. We will the- start a practice together. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how like best to describe it, but this is my thing with them. And that's what I've like reflected on with like, our sibling relationship and like even like with my younger brother like 
I just think when you have a good sibling relationship, you have all these random ideas that you're like, let's do this. And it makes no fucking sense. Like our candle company. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to have a candle. I mean, we ended up with a podcast, so at least there's something. something. That <laughs> it is, and people like it. It's so. going okay. <laughs> um, when I was little, like my brother you, and listeners. I made a rock shop. So we had a big rock in our yard and we collected other rocks and we set them up oh. as if we were going to sell them. Oh my gosh. And where we lived was like a busy street. So not one fucking person. Also, you couldn't see the rock or well, realize yeah, we were where selling you live, anything. It's, it's isolated, but the street you live on is like people go like 50 miles an hour on that thing. Yeah, like you're not, it's not a place for it's a lemonade sub- stand, yeah. let alone a rock shop that's like 50 <laughs> feet. Let alone a rock shop. Did you guys make signs? I can't remember, but we did like all kinds of things where even like our dad helped us make signs, like no Aww. trespassing and like. <laughs> We would have them for a tree that we liked climbing. Like, for me, like, my relationship with my little brother is, like, the epitome of this, like, we have an idea. Let's just do this stupid thing. (laughs) That's a great thing. That's, like, what it's all about. Sean and I had our own written written language. (laughs) We would write letters back and forth to each other. Uh And... It would. We knew the letters by heart by symbols, mm-hmm. and so we like had the secret, so like coded language. Mm-hmm. We had a knock language because our bedrooms were like wall to wall. So like one knock meant like get on the phone, and we'd both get on the phone and just talk to each other through there. Back when landlines were a thing, and then oh like God. two knocks were like put your head out the window because I don't think we had screens on our windows. <laughs> <laughs> we could just open it stick up, your head out. stick our head out, and talk, and like. It was, more, it was more fun than hanging out in person, I guess. But, like, I just think, like, especially when you're younger and you have, like, this close sibling relationship. I think especially just with any brother. like Team mentality. Just, yeah, and it's just, like, this imaginative, like, creative, like, you know, you're figuring out the world. You're making up shit as you go along, and it's just really It doesn't cool. stop. You're still doing that at my age, yeah. which I won't state. And it transfers to like the adult-ish things of us being like, let's make a candle company. Let's do a <laughs> let's, podcast. Let's have a private practice together. <laughs> Sarah, let's have a private practice together. <laughs> yeah, let's just, we don't do need it. to be licensed or anything. What are they going to ask? We'll just print <laughs> something out and frame it on the wall. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. We'll get to that. Okay, I'll stop interjecting my oh. bads. No, that was no. like a real raw Sarah moment, guys. I literally know that voice so well. I love when you interject. Okay, thank you. Um, you're just you're brilliant and ahead of the game. <laughs> I would segue, but it's too early for that. So okay. Um, so their first morning working together. So cuts to like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm really surprised they got through all the details of like Fraser being another tenant. <laughs> That's shocking. Oh, yeah, because it cuts to them moving, right? Yeah, it just cuts to them moving. It's their first morning together. They're, you know, it starts in a good place. They both say good morning, Dr. Crane, to each other. Because mm. obviously they're both Dr. Crane. And they're in their workplace. So, they you are. Know, respect your colleagues. True. But Fraser's like, well, there's no need to be formal, Niles. And he raises his hand to give a high five. And Niles recoils like he's going to hit him because he's apparently never high fived somebody before. <laughs> Like, he covers himself. It is just weird for even Frasier going for the high-five motion. It is, and the way that he does it is very intentionally, like, I would also recoil. Look, <laughs> like, we are men who are casual with each yes. other. Beep, boop, bop, high-five. No five. need to be formal. <laughs> I'm going to hit you now. <laughs> 
Um, so he's like, Niles, like, it's just a high five. And then they high five each other, which is like just weird. Like, I would guess is the only time they've ever high five. Pretty sure a that's a one and done. One and done. They just had to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Niles brings up like, hey, like I got a bunch of articles together for you to get caught up to speed since you've been out of private practice, which so little brother. Yeah. Which and to be fair, like Niles is very much practicing in the field. Like he he's literally writes papers. He attends seminars. He's he, in the nitty gritty. He's in the nitty gritty of it. He has his socks off. Good. He, he's taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um so I get like being like, okay, I'm bringing you into like my patients. Like you need to like know. Step what's going up your on. game. You need to be refreshed on the topics of, at hand. Yes. Which at one side of it, like as a former academic, <laughs> that's actually very thoughtful. Yeah. Like I got this for you to tell you what you may have missed. Like you don't even have to go searching but for it. But from your brother, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> For real. Like, I literally am practicing every day to him, you know? Yeah, he's like, ah, it's all up in here. My big old crane, cranium. Yeah. Um, crane cranium. But Fraser swallows his pride. He's like, all right, like, yeah, I'll read them. Like, they have a tense moment, and he's like, okay. But then Niles just puts a huge stack of books on top of that folder. Like, oh, he yeah, just had more and more. <laughs> and more. That's and, the joke right there. Yeah, and it has. it's no surprise. Like, Niles looks down on Fraser's career. He And he's taking this opportunity to be, like, superior. Yeah, like, no, I, I do real psychiatry, so get and up to my level. This is what it is. So you have to actually read books. Yes. Um... And then, meanwhile, Daphne and Martin are, like, helping them move. And Martin makes a (laughs) comment of, like, you know, no matter how old you get, people still ask you to move. (laughs) Um, But he's bringing, like, the lightest shit. Like, I don't know how it's even helpful. (laughs) Um, But Daphne points out that Fraser's name is smaller than Niles on the door. Daphne, you little fire starter. I know. She's like, huh, interesting. Let me uh, just poke the bear really quick. Yeah, like, she doesn't know (laughs) how they're going to react. She knows. She's a... Psychic. She's a bit psychic. She is. Um, well, Niles is like, well, that's the only way that his our names would fit. But I'm sure you wouldn't mind, Fraser, since after all, we're concerned with healing people here. Not the names <laughs> on the door. Yeah. Yeah, there's no egos involved at all between either of you. No. Mm-mm. We want to heal people. Yeah. Not, Such our, a, like, not, not ourselves. No, I did you dirty, but you don't care, right? Because you shouldn't. Yeah, because like the moral high higher ground thing would be to not even care about our names. Yeah. Font who, size. Who ca- they don't even need to be on the door. Yeah. Who cares? Frazier's like, yeah, if I wanted self-promotion, I'd be content with my radio show heard by half a million listeners in the Pacific Northwest and parts of Canada. Canada. <laughs> I just love how he says it. But obviously he's like, I see what you're doing. Let me send it back to you. Yeah. I am very successful. Um, meanwhile, they have this whole plant and they start arguing over like whether it needs sunlight. Like, where it should go in the office? Yes. Yeah. And Fraser's like, I've had this plant forever. It's fine. And Niles is basically saying, like, it's droopy. Like, <laughs> you've taken shit care of this plant. Yeah. Fraser's like, it's just for moving. And, you know, like, they just go back and forth. And really, to me, I just feel like it's control of the situation. Like, of course. No, my way's better. It's literally like a tennis match. Yes. Pong. Bing. Pong. Oh, good job, Sarah. Those were Sarah's sound effects this time. <laughs> And then, so they're arguing, and Martin comes back in, he's like, and so it begins. Oh, he called it. He called it. So they, like, quiet down, and they try to, like, get it together. No, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good, everything's fine. 
Um, we go back to later where they're in the therapist's office, and Niles brings up that Fraser lost the block connected to the restroom key. Oh, so, yeah. um, and Fraser's like, "That was an accident." Niles goes, "Yes, it very nearly was." <laughs> <laughs> Just crosses his legs. Um, Fraser says, "Like, I'm so tired of your exaggeration. You always make things fifty thousand times worse than they are." <laughs> That's what I love. The thing that Fraser does that I love, it's subtle, but like anytime he criticizes anybody, it's like a lot of times he's doing the thing that they're yes. criticizing about. Which is just, I just love it. I'm like, I'm ready to call someone out for exaggerating just to say they just make things 50 times worse. 50,000 times. 50,000 times worse. Um, so they go back to telling the story. They're in their first group therapy together. A patient recognizes Fraser and is like, oh, my God, you're from the radio. But Niles, of course, has to be like, well, this is real psychiatry. No hanging up on the hard ones here. Oh, yeah, I remember that line. So the digs just keep on coming. The digs are digging. Fraser says he'll just observe because he's new. Um, Niles is like, sure you will. <laughs> um, but he begins. A patient shares. Niles responds. And then Fraser just goes, hmm. <laughs> been there <laughs> so also like I feel like for most of this I've been like Niles like, you're being like this little brother instigator this is where Fraser is like get back in your lane yeah yeah like, yeah I'm the older brother here it's no wonder that Fra- that Niles feels the need to like defend. prove himself it's like he's himself. like he was going really hard in the beginning to yeah. like in preparation yes. for what Fraser was gonna bring yeah like he's defensive proactively he knows mm-hmm. um and, like, then Frazier ends up sharing his thoughts. And Niles says, can almost hear. We'll be right back after these words from Pringles. <laughs> so he just starts, like, undermining every little thing that Frazier tries to add. Another patient ends up sharing. Once again, Frazier goes, hmm. <laughs> Niles goes to respond. And then the patient's like, wait, it sounded like your brother said something. <laughs> <laughs> what does he have to say? <laughs> um, and he go- he launches into this whole speech. Um about like that patient's relationship. Um, but he ends up saying like, you know, in, in psychiatry, we say there are no accidents and Niles is like, and now we'll check in with news and traffic. God, he's like, so show like exposing his insecurities. Yes. Because you can tell like he's running his group. And even though from the beginning, he knows Frazier is not going to be silent. He's bringing Frazier into this place where he has the Knowing control it. and he's the one running it. And now Frazier is getting, like, all his patients want Frazier's opinion. Because yeah, he's new, he's fresh. And he's, he's on the radio. Celebrity. Celebrity. But it's just interesting that, like, how Niles is reacting is clearly exposing, like... His... How insecure he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, you feel the need to be that rude about people. Yeah. And also, and again, and so, like, this is bringing up the point of, like, is Frazier giving bad advice or do you just, like, not... Or are you just, like, agree being... With his, his, Job. Being a jerk, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and because of this, like after he says this, Fraser's like, "Well, do you disagree? Like that there are no accidents?" And Niles is like, "No, I'm reminded of a recent accident involving a block attached to a men's room key, which walked off in someone's pocket earlier today. <laughs> Obviously, an act of hostility." Fraser's like, "Well, that's well deserved, considering what an insufferable prig someone has been today." <laughs> uh, Niall says, "You dare call me a prig after I rescue you from that sideshow you call a radio program." And this, I would like to say, could be a reference to the fact that Kelsey Grammer voices sideshow Bob in The Simpsons. 
So they're doing a little like inside baseball. A little inside baseball of like catching and throwing between the Simpsons and (laughs) Frasier. Just catching and throwing. (laughs) Um, That side show you call a radio program. So, and you reminded me or, well, told me because I actually. She did. So I haven't like watched The Simpsons and I want to, but I have to say my favorite ride at Universal is The Simpsons ride. Like it is the best ride. And I am more upset now because it heavily revolves around Sideshow Bob. And I didn't know that was Kelsey Grammer. That was Kelsey Grammer, baby. Which makes it that much better. Now I need to go back to Universal. I want to go with you. So we'll go. Okay. And ride that ride a million times and just enjoy. Yeah, let's do it. That's all we'll do. But Niles voiced his brother Cecil in The Simpsons too. Yep. Which is just beautiful that they like... More inside baseball. More inside baseball. And to be like, the brothers in this show are brothers in another show. So I just love that, that they paid homage to that in The Simpsons. And I think that they were definitely paying it back in That's cute. A little writer's handshake. Yeah. So... Most likely, that's that's our assumption. That's our fun fact. Our fun fact. Um, Niles is like, sorry, Frazier's like, one more crack about my show. So he finally is cracking. He's like, stop (laughs) cracking about the cracks. (laughs) Cracking about the cracks. One more crack about my show, and I'll put that restroom key in a place you'll always be able to find it. Ooh, I wonder where that is. (laughs) I wonder. Ouch. (laughs) On a hook. Oh God! Well, I mean, like hanging on the wall. Yep, hanging on the wall where it should be. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyways, so they're like into it. This is like heated brother argument. Uh, It's happening. Niles looks around and realizes their group is all watching. They're still in the office. Like real great example therapist. Yeah, real good job. Really seem qualified now. Mm -hmm. Um. So he's like, take five group, (laughs) and then they go out. And Niles says to Fraser, "I've made a fist, and I'm thinking of using it." But Frazier corrects so his childish. thumb because he's like, you have to have your thumb on the outside. Uh, like his thumb he, was like inside. <laughs> he didn't even make the correct th- fist. Well, they're not pugilists, Sarah. <laughs> no. Um, sorry, this is so much dialogue. It's just like, oh. There's just, it, the back and forth is so good in this show. The, so everyone just bear with us. Buckle up. Buckle it's up. It's important. <laughs> Put that seatbelt on. Um, so Frazier brings up his listeners again and Niles is like, ah, yes, your legions. Why don't you rent a farm, pass out the body paint and call it Frazier stock, which is like <laughs> a line that I missed a lot of the time. <laughs> I didn't remember him making this Frazier stock. <laughs> stock. Like he's at the end of his rope with this. Insecure. Yes, he is. Which is like, again, you can really tell if he's at the point where he's like, oh my God, like I'm overhearing about this. It's the same, like, Frazier's tired of him making fun of his show, and Niles is tired of hearing about his show. Yeah. They're both insecure. Um, They come back to talking about this plant from earlier that Niles insisted needed more sunlight. It's not about the plant. <laughs> yeah. And the plant is symbolic. Frazier is going off about all these things Niles is doing. He's like, you know what? You're doing so much. You're even healing my plant. Like, you're such a healer. And then Niles is like, well, you were starving enough sunlight. And <laughs> Frazier goes, well, let's give it all the sunlight it needs and just throws the plant <laughs> yes. out the window. Through the window, glass shatter. Just tosses it Do out of the glass. Do you want to know a fun fact about yes. TV? I would love to. So for when they break glass windows in television and film, it's actually like hard sugar pain. Really? That's, I want to eat hard sugar pain. Yeah, it's sugar, right? Yeah, it's just sugar. It's sugar water hardened. Wow, that's cool. So it, it when you break it, it breaks like glass. Wow. So then it doesn't actually damage anybody. I oh my so god. There's like actually not really like shards and 
things like that. That makes sense. Yeah, because I've, I've always wondered stuff like that because I imagine they weren't like spending money on like furniture. And no. Stuff like that to get no. It's actually, damaged. I mean, that's typically what it is. I don't want to like. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Die on that time, mountain, but yeah. like. That, Take another hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, <laughs> so he throws the he plan. He throws it out the window, which was like, we none of us realized it was going to escalate to this. Like, And the amount of times they throw things out windows in the show and it like doesn't land, fortunately. <laughs> like, it's either almost kills somebody or like ruins yeah, a car. Yeah, I remember the balcony. <laughs> yes, there's the chair, there's Daphne losing it. Like, maybe let's stop throwing things out yeah, the window. Not a good choice. But this might have been the first time, so... Um, I guess it went okay. But Niles is like, are you insane? And Fraser has this line, if I were a doctor, you'd never know it. <laughs> and that is why I wanted to cover this episode. Because <laughs> that line. Because I love that he was weaponized like, oh, you think I'm insane? Well, you're not that great of a doctor. Like, you wouldn't even realize if I were. That's a great insult to a psychiatrist. Yes. Especially a brother. It's also reminiscent of when someone tells you to calm down or relax <laughs> and no. your actual response is to do the opposite yes. because like, oh, you don't, you think that was like me reacting? Mm -hmm. Here it comes. Watch out, buddy. Watch, now you'll really want me to relax Here's and the calm big down. one. Here's <laughs> the big one's coming. Um, and meanwhile, there's like, their receptionist is just there. <laughs> like, I know. Just, Eyeing like, uh, like if what I were a I receptionist and someone just threw a plant out the window, I would also be very quiet. I don't. I think I would have wait. Leaved. I would have left. I would wait and then leave. You'd want to see the tea, or would you be no, more I would just scared? Be like, I think I would be nervous. I would wait for everyone to calm down a little, and also maybe to get the tea. Yeah, I'm a little curious. You can't walk out before it's done. I mean, how exciting is being a receptionist? So, like, you know, people just start throwing plants out windows. You gotta yeah, stick right. around for that shift. Well, gotta find out how this ends. <laughs> Susan's gonna love this happy <laughs> for, hour. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, their group leaves. I mean, obviously, at this point, they witnessed this whole, like, how are you gonna trust your therapist? And oh it's like God. a relationship. I'm getting a new therapist. Yeah, it would be like, uh, um, I thought he was saying this whole time, um, but when they leave, Niles is like, "I'm proud of this show of independence," which is like, <laughs> <laughs> what can't a spin. stop being their therapist. What a spin! <laughs> um, and he once he turns to Fraser like, "I hope you're happy." And Fraser once again goes, "If I were doctor, you'd never yeah. know it." <laughs> like clearly, you know when you're talking to like your sibling and you found a good line and yeah. you just need you say it again and they're like, "I heard you." Like stop. <laughs> Message received. You don't think I'm good. Like he knew that was a good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So then it shows them yelling at each other, and that's when Doctor Schachter walks in, and that's the guy that ends up doing their therapy later. That starts off the episode. Yes. Though. And he's like, you know, I do couples therapy. Like, I'm sure I can help you. Then we cut to Dr. Schachter now and he's like, hold it. I never said I can, I'm sure I can help you. I said, I may be able to help you. <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No guarantees <laughs> yes. on this. Whoa. And I've, it's just funny. Like this whole episode has been Niles and Frazier back and forth. Like, that's not what happened. And now Dr. Schachter's like, no, that's not what happened either. <laughs> um, He's like, you know, you're a psychologist. You should know what the root of this is. And both of them at the same time go, he is. 
<laughs> like just blaming each other. Brothers. Still. He's like, no, it's trust. Like, let's do a trust fall exercise. So they have this whole part. Have you ever done a trust fall? I think so. You think? How do you just like think? Did you or no? Because I feel like maybe when I was in Girl Scouts, like we did it for fun. You That's know, like cute. you saw it on TV shows all the time. And but it like, wasn't like an try. organized I never because they do that in like team building stuff, you know. Yeah, and I feel like I've never been a part of a team where I wanted anyone to touch me. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like I, I don't. I think... feel you on that. I feel like I've, as I criticize you for being like I think, I'm like I think too, because <laughs> <laughs> I I have like a memory of doing it more as like a social thing around friends to like a oh haha let's see if we fall. can catch each other whatever yeah but like. I never relax my body enough to actually fall, you know? No, like, I really think... I might not trust. I think it's like, (laughs) we've seen it in, like, movies, TV shows, like, people talk about it, but I think it legitimately reveals how you feel about other people. Yeah, like, like, that shit's real raw. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm the same way, like, I tense up, I even thinking about a trust fall, I'm like, I was uh, just thinking, I was like, no. I was picturing my body like not doing the thing it needs to do to I even do a trust fall. <gasps> we should. Should we do it right now and come back and say our findings? Yeah. Okay. Well, we just came back from doing science. Real science just happened, <laughs> you science. guys. We're back. We did a trust fall in the hall. <laughs> in the hall. Guess what? The results are... I trust this bitch. I trust this bitch. It Yay! was. Um, so I guess I'll just get into what happens in the scene and we can share our experiences. That's a great too. way to do it. Yep. Um, so they do this trust fall exercise. Niles gets up on a stool and then he starts being like, oh, is Fraser standing directly behind me? I'd feel better if you were wearing rubber soles. Like <laughs> just coming up with things like they go to try to do it and then they are like. They always have an excuse not to. And, yes. And yeah. then finally Fraser's like, okay, like, you know, Fraser will just do it. He'll try. So Niles still has not done a trust fall for Fraser. And then Fraser gets up there and he's like, is he in position? like asking for and then tries again and is like you should know he catches like a girl which didn't age well didn't age well Mm -mm. that's a whole other theme that's a whole other theme whole other theme but um so I would say like I relate to that because when we went out there I think it's just the concept of a trust fall like I trust you yeah, like looking at you, being a, your sister and friend. Yeah, I trust you. But like the vulnerability of just like collapsing your body onto someone and being like, "Catch me!" is yeah extra to me. Like, like that's... I'm marrying a man and I don't trust him to hold me. Like really? even just like lift me up. No, Mm-mm. looks like we got some exercises to do. <laughs> I'm happy we had the experience. And then with you, we tried doing it where I was really close to you at first. And we did a couple where I got a little farther back because I'm pretty sure. The I feel point- like you were overcompensating for my fear and you were like close because I went to fall and I'm you were like right there. <laughs> I, was I was like, like, I just hugged you. Well, that was just like I leaned back into you. <laughs> but then I was like, OK, well, I'm pretty sure the whole point is that you feel for a second like you're going to fall all the way to the floor. Yeah, like, you have that like. You know oh, that no. dream moment where you're falling? It's like that yeah. feeling. And, and then, then someone, someone saves you. So 
Yes. Like, I want to encourage everyone to try a trust fall with someone in their lives and tell us about how that goes. You should do it with someone you don't know if you should trust because it yeah. should be like a test. Yeah. And we were talking about like, I can't believe that they have you do these at like work. Yeah. Because her bonding. and I were like stressed out and <laughs> we are bound by blood and love and more than that. And yeah. I'm like... What if, like, Sarah's like, I'm not going to trust Janet to catch me at work? I don't, and that's my thing. I'm like, I don't want people touching me. Like, I don't know. I'm just, like, weird about, yeah. not, like, And whatever, bodies and weight. But, like, to put my know. whole back onto someone. Put your back into it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's our experience with the trust fall. I encourage you to try 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Trust that experiment. Uh, but similarly, Fraser and Niles, they don't actually ever trust Val. They just question each other and are clearly trying to control the experience. They And they're also on a uh, like a stool. I know. I remember that. And it's like, we didn't do that. Yeah, we were I guess just we both on adjust. floor level. Maybe you got to work your way up. Not standing on any stools. No. Although stools are a part of my life as someone who's 5'1". <laughs> so. One day I'll catch you. Thank you. Um, so the doctor gets up and he's and they're not paying attention. He's like, okay, this is easy. Like, watch. I get up here and then, you know, like, you just catch me. And then he just falls. Oh, the doctor just falls while they're arguing. <laughs> and this is where he saw, you just noticed emojis in my notes. It's me saying he just falls with three crying emojis. <laughs> um, Her notes to herself has emojis, which yeah. are just so charming. Just to capture the moment. You're so endearing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. But I just love that he's so like, no, it's easy. Like, it will just catch me. And meanwhile, they're pacing, like, probably trying to figure out why they can't trust each other. Like, you know, what is this exercise? And he mm-hmm. just literally falls. He gets on the stool and falls to the ground. Tragic. And he's an old man. You can't just be yes. falling when you're old. No, okay, he could have broken a hip. Yeah, those hips, the easy bruising. So at this point, the doctor's fed up. He's like, in 30 years as a couple's counselor, like, I've never said this, but give up. Like, you're pathologically mistrustful of each other, and you're competitive. Just stay away from each other. Like, only see each other at family events. This isn't curable. No. And that's one session, Doc? Come on. Yeah, and also, I'm like, okay, realistically, like, everything they said, it's it's literally, like, sibling bickering It's lightweight to me. to me. And also, if he was, like, a good therapist, I think he could have been, like... No, I was like, you're insecure about this, and you're, like, worried about this, Frazier. Well, I don't think he is a good therapist. Huh, and I wonder why. Um, so he says this, and he's basically also saying, like, you, you've you driven me to the pub, basically. Like, I'm going to go drink until the rest of me is as numb as my ass is. And he <laughs> leaves, so they're just stuck in his office. And they're like, damn, like, we just got this news. It took someone else to tell us. Like, this is how blind we were. Someone else had to say, like, you know, you can't trust each other. The whole situation's a little bit weird. Yeah, and Niles is like, well, Dad always told us, but he doesn't have any credentials. <laughs> Uh, so, so smug, <laughs> yes. and that's where they relate. There it is. That's and where they relate. Back. Being superior to other people, yeah. they can't compete when they're trying to be sibling superior to superiority. Each other. They have to feel better than everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fraser's like, "Well, we can't argue with this doctor's credentials. He went to the University of Grenada." Oh yeah, they look at a certificate on the wall, and they're like, "The University of." Grenada. And they're like, well, maybe that was just his undergrad. Nope, University of Aruba, too. So basically they're saying like, 
He just got schooled in the Caribbean. I am no expert. I'm not going to speak to like that you can't get trained in other countries. These are the writers of the times that made this yes. joke. But essentially, I know in general too, like, unfortunately, honestly, but a lot of times if you like immigrate from one country to another, oh, or at least you here, lose, like, your... you lose, like you could have a whole ass degree and you just There's teachers recognized. and doctors who like are driving taxis in New York City right now. Like... Yeah, the person who owned the subway I worked at growing up had an engineering degree in his the country he came from and he He should be building subways yeah i was like this isn't for you you should not be a subway owner you should go be an engineer don't they call sandwich makers at subway sandwich engineers (laughs) sandwich artists oh (laughs) sandwich engineer what if you apply to that job (laughs) and you're a sandwich oh engineer (laughs) i'm an engineer sorry that was sad though that makes me sad i know it's something that i get frustrated by a lot well, that subway got shut down because he was not really cool. Well, out I just for mean that. the job. But hopefully, he finds his path now. What else is there in your hometown? Because <laughs> subway was one of two places to go to. <laughs> the other place was a parking lot outside of subway. So, according to them, this isn't super credible. I mean, obviously, they've also gone to like Harvard, Yale, whatever. So, what? I've never heard that from either of them. No. News to me. Um, so they really looked down on this. And either way, it's just like a general university. It's not like a really high up there. It's not an Ivy League. That's for no, sure. No, it doesn't impress them. So like, how dare he? His opinion doesn't matter. I do have to say the University of Aruba wasn't founded until 1988. And this episode was airing in 1995. Plus, he said he'd been counseling for 30 years. So it's unlikely he actually went to University of Aruba. <gasps> Sarah with the plot holes. Dang, Sarah did some research on this. Yep, IMDb lent a lot of facts. <laughs> wow, IMDb is so... They all catch them. Yep. Um, <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> so now that they've known that to them he's not credible, they act like they've known this whole time. They're like, yeah, I knew the moment he opened his mouth. Like, which... Oh, yeah, they all act like... Yeah, yeah sure. of course. Yeah, he clearly was not, like, legit. Like, no, you didn't. You were so, up, like, just... Up their butts. Yeah. Um, but they end up just getting excited to go have lunch together again, but then they start arguing again about, about where, where to, to go. go and whose idea is better. And that's where the episode leaves us. So once again, I do, I actually really like your point that as soon as they can kind of feel superior to someone else, that's where they bond. I mm-hmm. think when it's, when their energies focus on not being superior to one another yeah. and it's to other people, that's when they feel the most like bonded. Yeah, and, like, honestly, they're, like, the same person. Like, they're not really, but as far as you're going to get with, like, occupation, schooling, like, interests, mm-hmm. you like the same things. You are you wanted the same career. You've done it in different ways, which is also fine because you're two different people. You don't have to do—you mm-hmm. don't have to be the same. You can no. be psychiatrists in different ways. But it's really easy, I think, for them to try and compare themselves and it's literally only when they just are like, no, but we're better than Yeah, everybody. when they're together put under a microscope or in the little bubble, then it's like, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. But when they are teamed up, it's constantly like they're superior yeah, to the other person. It's also like all these projects that they do on their own, like I think they just can't do something just the two of them. I think if they ended up working in a group about some- for something, they would be like, wow, everyone else sucks and we're amazing. Yeah, do a group. You're right. Yeah. Not just one-on-one. That, yeah. I would love to see a group the dinner party. I could think of is when, 
like off the top of my head is when they try to learn about cars. But oh, it's in interesting because the they have like this air of superiority, but they choose to be the bad kids. Yeah, they're like, oh, but that's. But they that, still look down on everybody. They're still looking down on everybody. They think they're dumb for wanting to learn all this stuff, even though they're grown ups in an extended education course that they voluntarily signed up and paid mm-hmm. for. <laughs> yeah, they. And I also like that this episode ends with them once again saying like, oh, like this person thinks that we shouldn't even talk to each other. Like, damn, that sucks. And then be like, yeah, but I want to go get lunch with you. So let's keep hanging out. It's like the episode, the dinner party. Yeah, exactly. Where same we, vibes. everyone else seems to think this is weird. I think we can't get along. And once again, as a viewer, I don't. Their antics are really funny, but it just says siblings to me. And it says, like, real siblings, not, like... Yeah, but they have to dramatize it for the show. Otherwise, they do. Are, there's no episode. They're, like, <laughs> they're not that weird. They're unless just... I like hanging out with my sister a little too much. <laughs> Look, they're not weird for, like, wanting to hang out and go shopping and eat and watch things and go <laughs> consume art with each other. Well, and I was also going to say when we were describing... When you actually were telling me about how you and your... your brother who's also my brother but your younger brother um like had a whole secret language i was thinking about it and i was gonna say like there's no one else you can really do that with except for a best friend like i think you could have like one of those best friends where you are like that with and that's like those sibling relationships where you feel like you have that good of a friendship with them as well Mm -hmm. where i don't know like i think being a sibling allows you to be a little more like sassy with each other a say it's a safety net Yes, you can be yourself. It's just your family. Yeah, but you know they're they're gonna be there. You know they're gonna love you no matter what. They all they also know you the most. Like they like oh that's just Ashley or whatever. She'll get over in a second or whatever it is. So it's like yeah, you can be the bickering kind, but you can also super bond over things, and you also know what each other's been through, and like you just get it. And like that's the nice thing when you have like. I I don't know. I can't say I was raised like I didn't have uh this like whole your family's everything value growing up. Like I love my family, but it just wasn't like our thing. You know, like you meet those families where they're like family's everything. Drop everything you do. Like we enjoyed our time together, but it wasn't like this yeah, is all that matters to you. Because you guys also live far away from family. So it yes. wasn't like this ingrained thing of like every weekend you're with the cousins and like Exactly. Yeah. So it it wasn't like family didn't matter, but it wasn't one of those families where they're like, it's everything. We we (laughs) dump a body for you. (laughs) Like, die for you. We're like, we like hanging out. We make each other laugh. Like, (laughs) we have some good food. We chill. Um, So I think as I've grown older and like developed more like kind of the adult like friendship relationship with my siblings, also like I've come to understand the importance of it and how much it really matters to me and same with my parents of like how much I value them and that's something that was more learned yeah um like over time as I grew up but I think like the really nice thing about family is that you have that built-in like I love you and I know how you are but I also just really appreciate like hanging out with you so every now and then I'm gonna be like it's just you. Like you're hey, just doing this today. I have time limits sometimes with some siblings, you know, <laughs> where I'm like, all right, it's been three days. I'm good now. <laughs> like vacation over or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I love them any less. It's just Yeah. It's you appreciate them for what they are and exactly. you understand them for what they're not. You know what I mean? Like and that's family. That's love. That's acceptance. Mm-hmm. You don't 
penalize them or demonize them for that. And I think that's what this episode is about is like understanding that that's just the way they are and look how easily they got over it. And now they're out to lunch together and they just threw a plant through the wall and they had a group (laughs) therapy session and someone told them to their face like 10 minutes before that they're a hopeless case to be like solved as far as their relationship. And yet they're just like, so we're just going to continue <laughs> because they get each other. They get it. You know, like it's only a good sibling that you can throw a plant out the window <laughs> defiantly to and then have lunch with a couple hours later after also deciding to go to couples therapy together. What a day that was. <laughs> that was a long day. That was uh, move in day. I can do like one thing a day. So <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can only have one breakdown at a time. Well, Sarah, here's to understanding you. Oh, here's understanding you and appreciating everything you. you are and that you're not and that I love you all the same. Oh, I love you too. I love you too. Here's to appreciating your relationship no matter what people think of it. Yeah. You know what? If you think we're weird, then fine. <laughs> well, I guess it came out a little weird, but I mean like. <laughs> I get it. You know, you know, you know your family, like, you know yeah. what you value and just if at the end of the day you might fight. But you enjoy spending time with them. That's what matters. Yeah, I get to see my family this weekend. You're coming along. And I'm I'm excited. excited. Like, I'm actually very looking forward to it. So, I like to hang out with my family. Woo! Whatever. Who cares? And if you don't have a a family that you, you know, you surround yourself with, I hope you have a chosen family as well. I was going to say, family doesn't mean blood either. No. We're fortunate enough that we have that. We understand that. We're grateful. Mm -hmm. But we hope that no matter who you are, where you are, that you have a community, even just one person that you know you can rely on, that you can go out into the hall and do that trust fall, baby. (laughs) Woo! Try that trust fall. Well, thank you for listening, and here's wishing you a good day. And good mental health. Bye! Goodbye! Adios! The Crane Reframe, a Frasier fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. 